the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Jason Allen Key. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. You know this voice. It's Will Jacobs. But we got uh, our my two partners in crime today. Brian Baltashevs, Jason Allen King, everybody's in the house. Gentlemen, how you doing? Whew, doing all right, man. We're yeah. doing okay. It's been a minute since we talked. Lots changed. I'm feeling pretty good. So for those of you, oh, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. You, oh, you no, I was, just, I was just, I was just, Jason uh, did such a great job of teasing what he has to say that, that I'm all excited to know about what's changed. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you all that can't see Jason, <laughs> Uh, right now, Jason looks like he's on a stakeout. So he's <laughs> yeah. in, it's all dark around him, but I could tell he's parked somewhere. Yeah. And uh, he's, 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 yeah, he's dressed in all black too, which makes me think <laughs> he might be about to do something, you know, that we need to invoke privilege for. But yeah, I cannot confirm nor deny uh, exactly what I'm doing. But, you uh, are dressed like a man that's had enough of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last day you're going to be dealing with whatever that whatever made you dress like that. Just if you're hearing this, quit doing stupid shit. And then, you know, it's not you I'm after. That's all. So 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 do you guys I mean, you know, we got the the election results last week. Is there like a collective sort of monkey off the back you can sense out there or do you feel yourselves? I you know, I would have said yes. Uh, I was in Florida from the, the, I drove to Florida on the day of the election, Mm. uh, and I was there for the past week. So it is true that wherever you're at does kind of dictate how people feel about it, because there was some, there were some somber folks down there who, who, and I don't say any of this with, you know, facetiously at all. There's people down there who feel like bad things are coming because they don't, share the ideology and and uh they're concerned you know so Bad things yeah. are coming in terms of uh like the economy and stuff like that or yeah incidents? exactly the, oh, the, okay. no 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 just just the the ideological differences the you know that you know taxes are going to go up and and they're going to hurt you know a, a lot of people and they just don't agree with the you know the man who's going to be in there now so so for me you know yeah there was uh, there was definitely some relief but to to you know mix that in in the pot with you know the other people who felt real real bad about it sort of uh i don't know it diluted the what was exciting about it well you know i think it's weird man like one group for me that i'm wondering about uh and i know there's got to be confusion is 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 the proud boys because you know last we heard from them they were standing back and standing by and now it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, they're down yep. at headquarters like, uh, 
Yeah. He got a call? Like, what is it? <laughs> you know, we spot. I knew, you know, last time you said, uh, you said we're supposed yeah. to stand back and stand by. Are we still, <laughs> we still doing that? Like, or is this like four more years, four years from now? Because I, I, I've been down at headquarters since you said that. And, um, <laughs> it's just, can we it's leave? Or, I mean, phone just sort of having a little shower, just standing around. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe you're going to win too. I, you know, I, I, I'm not deserting or anything. I just cannot leave. Or I'm still standing by. You're doing that voice pretty well. I got to admit. Thanks, man. I've, I've been, I've been watching a lot of this. <laughs> been working on your proud boys. Good. I've been working on my proud boy. I'm getting ready for the stage that I'm never returning to. I'm getting ready. For this. <laughs> but um, so you last time though, I you were at a show when I spoke to you, right, Jason? Because was it last week yeah, or the week before you had right. a show? Yeah, I was in, uh, that was down in Florida. I did the Port Charlotte, Vasani's uh, Comedy Theater, Vasani oh, Restaurant Comedy Theater. Oh, that's my spot. Yeah. How yeah, was it? Oh, it was fantastic. It was a, it was a week of, uh, you know, they're, they're not a full capacity, obviously, but they, you know, they did a really good job keeping people socially distant. They're only doing about half capacity. So our shows were in the, you know, 70s and 80s, and but they were, you know, they were all good shows. You know, demographics use a little bit older. That didn't matter that everyone was the fatigue is in and people want to be out, whether, you know, whether it's the brightest thing in the world to do or not. And, you know, like I said, everyone's doing their best with masks. And, and even down there, I, I got to tell you, everyone was, you know, doing doing the right thing as far as I could tell. And and the shows were good. I was there. I was opening for Derek Richards. Uh, if you all don't know him, look him up. He's a really, really funny guy. We've worked together a couple of times uh and uh, we did a we did a week of a uh, myrtle beach together and he's just he's a blast he's a he's a good guy he's really funny so i had a you know i had a great time for the week what is the after the show like now because i know you know before you'd shake hands you talk to people on the way out you just are you just going back to the green room now or what's that like no, there's, it's a lot more like bumping elbows and fists and everybody's in masks. It's, it's more that, and, and, you know, I sold some shirts and, you know, Derek sold some shirts and some things. So uh, it's just a little bit more distant, you know, where, where it's everyone's at arm's length, uh, two arm's lengths, if that makes sense. And so, you know, people still want the interaction, but we're just, everyone's kind of, you, you get up to someone, they're like, oh, no, you got to remember, you got to do the thing. And you bump so- them and, so were there those awkward moments or was it, you know, you just used to this by now. So it, there wasn't that awkwardness. And what do I do here or there? You know what? There was the occasional person who came in for a close handshake kind of thing. And it's like, ah, you put your, put your hand on their shoulder, be like, I appreciate that. Thanks. And you, you yeah. physically show them that you're for, yes, exactly. You and know. the Heisman. Yep. It's always when the it's, worst when you're the person going in for that handshake because you know yeah. versus like whoa you're like oh shit yeah right what am i doing oh boy okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that much and you know it and some of these were older people which definitely concerned me even more it's like all right i gotta be on my i gotta do right by them whether or not they're making you know however their decision making is done i still need to be a little extra cautious so my hands are real dry from uh uh you know, hand sanitizer and, and that kind of thing. So my, my ears hurt from, from the mask around my ears, that kind of thing, you know? So the clubs that you've been performing at, have you generally found that a lot of clubs are paying near what they paid before or are they cutting back those rates or what, what, what do you find clubs are doing with comics? You know, I talked a little bit with Derek about that and some of the talks with even the owner, I actually did their um, podcast too. 
And uh, the, the conversation was, you know, for the most part is if you booked it prior to everything that was going on, which some did, the rate's the rate. But everybody else, yeah, there got there has to be an adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. You're getting half capacity, and and so yeah, that needs to reflect that. I'm not saying their their checks are getting cut in half. Mine wasn't, um, but um, mine isn't the 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 high dollar item, you know, yeah. for that show. So um, I I can't speak uh, to Derek and what he got paid. We didn't we didn't discuss that. But there was you know conversation. They have I think Damon Wayans is there. Excuse me in the in a week couple weeks or something like that and that's one that they had they had been there for a while and i and it was like they're probably gonna add more shows because they they don't have enough people to mm. it per show you know what i mean so they're, they're trying to work things like that out to make up for it that's so, kind of wild that a lot of these shows were booked before this started because this started a long time ago yeah but 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 i think everyone's you know these these guys are as an owner of a business like that, I think you were holding out. I ha- I was supposed to be at Dr. Grin's and it, it was the, I, I, it had to be two weeks before the show. This is a show in Michigan. I'm like, I got to figure out my business here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they held off as long as they possibly could. So I, it's hard to fault them for it. I mean, logic says we're going to cancel these shows, but you know. What uh, are the, what are the sorts of things? Cause I think that you've had your hand more on the pulse of, the comedy community and what folks are doing right now. Cause I just have not been out there. Um, okay. So for you, what have you, cause with these live shows being shut down like that, that's a significant chunk of income for so many comics. Sure. Do you find that comics are taking second gigs? They're having to like, what, what sorts of things are you seeing out there? Uh, I've had, as of this, this week, I've had conversations with a couple comics who, Sorry. Oh my God! It scared the shit here. out of me. <laughs> I gotta turn that off. I gotta Good. Did you see that? I, it was like someone was coming up behind me. I got my Apple Watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, hold okay. on. Somebody was trying to kill Jason this whole time. I had. That was. I'm trying to get away. You guys thought I was after. He's trying to get away. My bad. You in witness protection. That's the Lord. best thing that's happened all week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jason almost put a sunroof in that car. <laughs> that was awesome. Good lord. All right. What was I talking about? Uh, I don't even oh, yeah, know. Um, <laughs> other comics. Now, what are they doing? Some comics. Are, some comics are getting out, man. I, I know one in particular uh, who who uh, she's out of the game. She's just like I, I can't make a living. You know, I don't I don't know about some of the other uh, you know headliners, but this person was a feature who was really kind of doing well and. She's she's out now. She just can't can't pull it off. And I think there's probably more of that than we're hearing right now. Mm-hmm. Sadly, um, I've heard a lot of uh, headlining comics, not like local headlining comics, but like national headlining comics say things like, you know, if I never go on stage again, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I, it's starting yeah. to look like you know a lot of comics. You know, and maybe this is kind of the thing that you know thins the herd a little bit where. I think it's definitely thinning the herd. I have I have heard there's one guy we, we were talking about Brian who does a podcast. I think who just said I'm I'm pretty much out now. Yeah, well, Jimmy Pardo keeps saying that like you know the last show he did was in Texas. I can't remember what club it was, but he was like literally just starting a tour uh, that was going to go all of 2020. He did he did one show and then everything got shut down. 
And he said, you know, he had a good show. And he said, you know, if that's the last time I ever go on stage, I can live with it. It was a good show. So, you know, without knowing, you know, without being able to put a timeline on when this all gets better or ends, you know, I was reading something about England has said, you know, if we continue to do what we're doing in England by Easter, things may turn remotely back to quote unquote normal. Now England just shut everything down for like a month, right? Yeah. We're not doing anything. You know, I mean, we can't even get everyone to wear a mask. Yeah. Right? And, you know, so if England, which, you know, appears to be actually taking measures to curb the spread of the virus is saying six months or whatever Easter is, April, I guess. Yeah, yeah, about six months. Then what are we looking at? You know, Fauci keeps saying it's, you know, this is the new normal for two years. You know, so where do you know how how you know until until we all you know quit the shenanigans and get on the same page, this could be, you know, we could be wearing masks and and having rolling lockdowns and things like that for the next 18 months to two years. And it's, yeah, it's really it's really sad, man, because it's like, you know, when you're a kid, you know, people fill you up with kind of you reap what you sow and you work hard and good things will happen for you and all that. Now, you know, when you're a black kid, there's a bunch of caveats that come with that. But that but that, you know, that's generally what people say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, two times is hard and shit like that. But but with but with but with this, it's like through no fault of anyone's. It's like you said. Well, you like, know, I can pin the blame on. Oh, oh no, no, I mean no fault of anybody dealing <laughs> right, with it on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was something that happened to us, and it's like you have all these great comics that put in all these years, and it really is uh, sad to watch guys and girls have to make that kind of decision because of something that had nothing to do with them. Yeah, I mean, you, you've had this career. I mean, we talking folks 10, 15, 20 years in the game and they never done anything else, mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, in, in a significant way. So right. it's like you just. I, I can't. Do, and it's like it sucks because you really can't do nothing but sit there and feel bad. Yeah, but there's heartbreak. There's something tragic about someone chasing their dream and then being edged out, like you said, by something of no fault of their own other than just bad timing. Mm. you know depending on where people there's guys out there who went up for the first time six months ago who are never going to do comedy who yeah. may have made a career out of it if they stuck with it there's people who may have been in it for a year or two who are like what what am i why why you keep trying this you know mm-hmm. um and like you said it's it is a tragic thing um that there's such a specific you know a lot of people are dealing with this but there's some people in the performance industry that are going to no longer do that. And everybody I think loses, not to be too dramatic about it, but everybody loses for some of the talent that is gonna walk away from whatever their their specific medium is, from and, dancers to actors to comedians, you know. And for, every, and for the folks listening, uh, don't be one of these people that goes, well, you just gotta find a way out of nowhere and work hard and make it happen. Like this shit is, unlike anything the industry's ever seen and there's nowhere to perform. So this idea that you're going to rally some folks on the net and have some shows that way and make a living that way. I, it's not being done. And it, it just, this is, uh, you know, in terms of 
live performance, uh, I just don't see the way out of this. I, it, like, like, you know, for some things you can say, okay, you can just shift to an at-home model. But we've talked about it before. That just is not a feasible option when it comes to comedy. You're not going to take all these live shows or any significant portion of them and convert them to this at-home model. Like, I see TV shows, man, and I like Jimmy Fallon and stuff. But when I turn on that TV and I see him sitting with somebody on another screen sitting at their house, yeah. I turn. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in seeing the people across. Yeah. So, you know, it's just I, people are doing the best they can. But when you came up on a certain kind of entertainment, man, this stuff don't a lot of this stuff don't cut the bill for me. I, I totally agree with that. I really do. And and I think the experiment of all this online stuff has failed, uh, I would say. There's just, we've been doing this a long time. Everyone has pivoted and we're trying to do it, but you're right. And it's it really isn't the same as as a live show. That's why I think people are, are, are still so hungry for it, you know? And yeah. for better or worse, you know, everyone's doing the best they can at, at some peril, um, myself included. So. And, we, and, we, and we're not musicians to where you can just put out an album, mm. you know, like and hell, an album requires an audience. Yeah. What we do. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you can't even be like, OK, well, I'll support myself that way. And then it's like, OK, well, what do you do now? You got to go find another kind of job when you've been spending most of your days doing this and building that resume. Now you got to try out and go do something else. Oh, and by the way, you're competing against people that ain't been doing comedy the whole time. So this is this is just a sad position. And I don't think people always fully appreciate it. I was talking to a couple family members or, or one family member in particular, and uh, he was just kind of saying, well, you know, they have all sorts of shows and people are doing things in different ways and people have to. And I'm like, you just don't know what you're talking about. I, yeah. Like this is not stand up comedy is not any of that stuff you're talking about. Yeah, no, I think other other industries, other professions have the ability to pivot. You know, we've been able to do some things with my company and with the network, you know, where we've sort of been able to almost sort of take advantage of the situation. There's nowhere to pivot, you know, at this point that's feasible. And it's not to say that, you know, eventually somebody won't come up with something. But, you know, right now, if you're a straight stand-up, you know, if you're if you're Jimmy Pardo, if you're a Craig Shoemaker, if you're a you know, a Will Jacobs for that matter. What do you, where do you, you know, like you said, the zoom shows aren't really working. They're okay. They pay a little bit, but, but you know, the live shows you're taking your life in your hand, you know, Jason, I give you credit for, you know, being willing to go out, but it's tough, man. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of directions I have, I have to, a, to pivot. I have less to lose than Will does. <laughs> Let's say. I say that sort of facetiously, but it's true. I don't have the, you know, I don't have the family to get to, to that I would be exposing in the same way. I have yeah. family that I, that I visit, but I'm also in a position to get that I'm getting tested regularly for my other job. So, yeah. you know, I, yeah. there you have it. Yeah, I, I do. That is a part of the consideration. You know, I do, you know, there's a part of me that really wants to get back out there, man. I, I never loved the travel. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jason likes driving on the roads and like Jason, I, I've been, I've, I've hit the road with Jason. Jason likes the road. Like he like like trees going by and shit, like <laughs> the road. I like where I left from and I like arriving at where I'm at, but I, that in between you could keep it. I, I'm not put a 10 hours to Jacksonville. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, just, I, did, I did 10 hours in Port Charlotte, but it was good. <laughs> Bro, you should have seen it. We got in the car and I'm like, whew, we in for a long one. Jason's got his coffee. He's just like, yeah, this is my time. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a different. It was different, was it? It was. He's like, all right, man. Whew, here we well, go. Do, he was like, like, and I was like, well, you know, we could yeah. split the drive. And Jason's like, no, I love to drive. I'm like, where is he from? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, okay. that yeah. From what I know of both of you, having known you both for several years now, yeah, I get that. <laughs> that, that, that all, it's on brand. Yeah, yep. It's what makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, are, are we? You think maybe, hopefully, we're in a situation where, um, or maybe it's just a thing where, when all of this ends and we get back to some semblance of normalcy it's just not going to be feasible for a lot of people to come back to this because even when things do open back up, it's not like they're going to open back up, but a whole lot of these clubs are never going to open up again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and depending on what region or area you're in, (laughs) that can be the death blow. So, you know, it's like when it does come back, then you're going to have that sort of bump down effect that we've heard some talk about, right? Where the big names are doing smaller clubs than they would have been doing before. So they squeeze out more, you know, and then the person like me who would have been doing a certain club, there's not as many spots for that. So, right. um, You know, it'll be interesting to see who does come back when things come back. I feel like, I mean, like the clubs all will reopen first, right? So. You know, because there'll be, you know, as we kind of gradually increase the amount of people you can have in one location at one time, the clubs will open up first. And so you're right. You know, you're going to see, you know, uh, you know, guys who were playing theaters now playing clubs again, you know, yep. and Mulaney and Hardwick and, and, you know, Jen Kirkman and, and whoever, you know, are going to are going to kind of, yeah, the, the, the bump everybody out. I feel like their calendar is getting filled first. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like if you're if you're you know if you're a, a comic who has had to go out and get a job uh, uh, because of this, you know, let's say it's twelve months, you know, so you know you go out and get a job, then are you you know are you going to want to start that grind all over again when you know once things open back up? A year is a long time to be away from it. Mm-hmm. A year is a long time to be making money. Yeah. And get used to that money and whatever job you're doing. Very that's, true. That to me is something that's going to jump out. Be like, do I want to go back to making no money and doing that? And some people it's going to be a hell yes. And some people it's going to, they're going to say, I don't know. It's that steady paycheck. I've been yeah, eating pretty good. Yeah. The health insurance, the paycheck, the yeah, yeah. all that. It's the Comedy Zone podcast, everybody. <laughs> brightening everybody's day but you did mention uh I, I know the comedy's on greensboro paul and them are, are open right um i think they are actually yeah yeah i think because i think ben jones was just up there uh with uh um, yeah. who was he with he was with somebody up there um so a couple of these spots are open but the charlotte one's not so well, charlotte- the, the the they've been booking some shows with the Fillmore, some outdoor shows at the Fillmore yeah. that are taking oh. place at the music factory uh a friend of the podcast joy wills was involved with one of those this week oh yeah um but i'm Shouts not out to sure joy. yeah i'm not sure the mechanics i don't know how exactly those are working i went and watched burpee when he was there and yeah. uh and it was good but it was an outside outdoor show it was i think the first weekend they did it so there was a lot of getting used to it. People were far apart. Laughs f- floated away into the ether. 
it was, you know, there. Now, I'm not saying that to shit on it. I'm saying that because yeah. this that was the first time, and I think they are making adjustments and they're making it better. And the, I mean, it's a proper stage, proper lights, proper sound, and all that. So, I I think if the investment continues, both from the comedy zone and the Fillmore, I think they will they will sharpen that up, and I think it's going to be it could be something that sticks around. It's just yeah. getting cold. There's another yeah, thing. There's that too. That's the problem. Which um... Which parking lot is the Fillmore having those shows in? It is the, the uh, it's like the bus, the, the band parking lot right next to the okay. saloon. Uh, it's not the saloon anymore, is it? The underground. The underground, yeah. Yeah, yeah as you walk okay. up. So the backdrop, you're you're in, they made like a, a pretty decent stage with a, with a roof on it. The backdrop of that is basically the Fillmore, the big name, the Fillmore behind them. So it looks nice. I mean, it's sharp, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's outdoor shows. So it's a little bit louder. You got cars driving by, things like that. So you're you're con- you're you have some other things that uh, when you're on stage to contend with. But um, hey, I, I think every comic's like, okay, I'll take it. Let's go. Yeah, Let's make yeah. the best of this. So yeah, um, yeah, I saw him do well. I saw Burpee do well. Of course, Burpee always does well. So well, and Burpee's the kind of comedian where I, you know, if I if I was seeing a Burpee show for the first time. I'd wanted to be inside because that energy of his and that energy that comes off those audiences just bounce. It's like this effect. So you're there and then he's, you know, on 10, the audience is matching his energy and then it's all bouncing off the walls. So it doesn't leave. It all leaves. It it comes, you know, it's all circulating Um, that. And that's why, you know, the stand up comedy, man, it is, the the in person is like if there were a pie chart that'd be like <laughs> 65 70 percent of the experience is that yeah yep yeah i don't care how many times you've if you went to a show and you and you saw it and then you saw a recording of it it will never equal what you saw live brother I, the whole reason i started this was because i fell in love with telling jokes to people in person mm-hmm. I got up there on that stage and that exchange was like nothing. I Now, maybe if the first time I'd have been sitting like this, I'd have a different feeling about it. (laughs) But my first time was in front of people. (laughs) My first time was in a Zoom room with 40 people. (laughs) Comedians 10 years from now, they go, what? They used to have shows in person? And I fell in love with the thing that brought me back after that first open mic in a Zoom room was seeing all the little hands clapping. And the, and the little <laughs> laugh emojis. Oh, that Once, little delayed response was oh, it was amazing. It's like, go, oh, I get. He said, "Bro, I killed you. Should have seen them hearts flying, uh, hearts everywhere." Man, I and then I did a live show, and I was like, the laughs were immediate. Threw me off my game. I couldn't even my, handle. I couldn't even talk. I was like, they're laughing I mean, right in my stuff. face. Uh, what a mess. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I, I uh, you know, I've been I, I've, I've had I've gotten those calls, you know, when are you going to go perform again? And, you know, you you know, I've been invited to perform at certain clubs and stuff. And um, I just been like, nah, I I don't know when I'm going to feel better about that, because, you know, to your point, Jason, with the family and everything else, man, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of it. I don't know if I'd be out there without that. But that is. Yeah. That makes, I mean, it's the same reason I'm not in the, in the gym like that. You know, I used to enjoy right. going to the gym. We cut that off. Uh, well, so but I Will, feel- if you, if you didn't have a job, 
I'm a day job and you were just, you know, your full-time gig was just grinding and getting the next gig and going out the road. Would you feel different? What I, in terms of what? In terms of going out again. Oh, I'd have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean that, or, you know, like we talked about folks looking for other gigs. I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be doing that. I know a lot of the comedians are doing uh food delivery. I know, you know, I know a lot, a lot of folks are doing that. And some of the smart comedians are doing that when they're on the road. Yeah. So yeah. guys, you know, guys, girls will go to different cities and deliver while they're there and then perform at night. Um, so, you know, I know folks are doing things that way. So, you know, people are trying to make it happen the best they can. But, and, you know, and you got the government dragging his feet on these stimulus packages. Um, I, I Sometimes in my head, I go, I have no clue what people are doing. <laughs> like I like I think of, you know, yeah. maybe not maybe maybe not. Well, sometimes certain comedians in particular, but. I really think to myself, like the guys and girls that were out here doing this full time uh, and they've only sent like twelve hundred dollars at one time or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are folks doing? I yeah. Like, is it moving back home? It's got to be because, you know, they haven't had a rent freeze. I haven't seen where evictions have ceased. Nope. So it's like I just I don't know what people are doing. And it, it, it just it even scares me when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, because one thing that, you know, it's almost like it flipped from a disadvantage to something that helps me now, because before, you know, I was always scrambling, scrambling around to these shows and having a day job. Yeah. Well, it's like that day job was like, thank God I had it once this started, yeah. Yeah. because, you know, that's you know, that's what we eat off of. So, you know, for me, it's uh, the thing that was, a, a, a you know, made it harder before makes it bearable now. And, you know, now my focus has just sort of shifted to maybe different styles of comedy, you know, kind of leaning more into the writing, leaning more into sitcom development and learning that, you know, it's an opportunity for me to step back and put some more arrows in my quiver. Um, you know, so that's kind of what I'm using this time as I'm not hitting the stages, but there's other muscles I'm trying to work. So when certain opportunities present themselves, I can jump on them, but the stage piece that's just iron that's not getting sharpened right now. Mm. Yeah. I'm writing, just not yeah, performing. This, uh, this will make you guys feel better about things. Uh, and then uh, and we should take a break, and I still need to hear why Jason's sitting in, the, in his car in the dark. Yes. <laughs> but but um, do you remember a couple weeks ago, the guy who released the TikTok video? Um, yeah, floating with some uh, ocean spray, cranberry, yeah, cranberry juice, and he was uh, lip syncing to Dreams from Fleetwood Mac. And just got engaged. Shout out to him. He just got engaged. Yeah, he got an agent too. Did he? Yeah. So he's 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 now working whatever it is he's going to do. So if you hear the cocking of a gun, don't get nervous. <laughs> it's just going into my mouth. That's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Hold on, but what are he going to do besides ride and drink juice? I don't know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, and, you and go. Uh, Ocean Spray gave him a car or a truck or something like that. Yeah. But the, yeah, he got an agent. Apparently, he's booking gigs and stuff now. <laughs> That's awesome. That just totally shits on what we just spent 20 minutes saying. Yeah. Well, right. I think what I think what we got to do, I think. Oh, he's uh, making tons of money performing. <laughs> I think the three of us need to become TikTok stars. I think clearly that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Somebody needs to get some fucking ocean spray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so this, is, this, it, this is this this is it's just amazing what blows up. But anyway, uh, yeah. let's let, let's take a break before Jason harms himself, and uh, <laughs> we'll be back.
At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your in-person or virtual appointment today at orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. Welcome back, Comedy Zone Podcast. We all still here. Nobody quit. Uh, we we got a little depressed <laughs> in the last segment, but we all we we picked it up and get and came back because we got a job to do. We're gonna be uh, okay, guys. We're gonna, you know, it's gonna ultimately it's gonna be okay. Man, some of y'all ain't gonna be okay. Don't listen, Brian. <laughs> Brian doing real good. And he sit yeah. up here running the whole damn network. Talk about y'all gonna be okay. <laughs> y'all look, y'all you might or might not, but I love you no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to Brian. Yeah, you, it might not be okay. Yeah. You might wake up under a bridge tomorrow, but <laughs> at least you got the Comedy Zone podcast coming at you once a week. Uh, That's right. So, Brian, you had something you wanted to say after the uh, break, right? Oh, I need to know. I need to know why Jason's sitting in his car in Greensboro. No, I'm working, man. Okay. Oh, you're working the That's, day yeah. job, or you got a good? Yeah, I'm working the day job. That's nice. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's a simple answer. Okay. Yeah, he's a so, PI, yeah. P, personal investigator. For anybody yeah, that's right. Pri- private, no, actually. Well, not private anymore. <laughs> Jason's well, a public looking, investigator, apparently. Jason's, Jason's looking uh, for a husband cheating. He's uh, sitting up there. <laughs> he's been hired by some woman, and uh, he's sitting in the dark waiting for somebody to cut up, come out of a restaurant. So, <laughs> hey, listen, you, you get the <laughs> work. Some pictures. You get the work where where you know where you can. Yeah, we just finished talking about it. So Jason's become a private investigator. Stuff mm-hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So if you guys need anything, to, you need me to find anything out for you. So let me know. I'll see if I can do it. it can Pets, I just spouses, whatever you need? Can I just quickly mention how it annoys me that we have all our faces on this screen, and Jason's is the only one that has King that flashes across his. Is there a reason <laughs> that, for that? That's his name. That is I mean, my name. But uh, Jacobs don't come across mine. Well, <laughs> you could change it to that. Oh, he's doing that on purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah, So he wants us have to see say, King over and over again. King, that's right. You not Jason it, King. King. Nah. Here. I'm surprised it's not say, in all caps. Hold on. You can have it say whatever you want it to say. Here, I'm changing mine right now. Hold on. Let me see. So, so right now, okay. <laughs> see, Actually, I don't you know see anything. Funny? Mine says that too, Brian. <laughs> hold on. What's yours say now, Brian? Uh, it says Blummy. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. I just saw it. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that, Mr. Tubin. 
Uh, so, <laughs> shouts out to Jeff, man. What a what yeah. a week for that guy. Uh, oh, uh, so we should maybe talk about Dave Chappelle on SNL, right? Uh, did anybody catch that? Mm-hmm. I did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that monologue. There were parts of that where. <laughs> They let him go and go, too, yeah. by the way. There's parts of it I'm ashamed to say I laughed at as hard as I did. <laughs> when that man talked about Chris Christie, <laughs> yeah. and when he said that damn, he said when that Rona was going to come up in him like it was Golden Corral. <laughs> and he was like, oh, high blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> he said he started looking around at all the pre-existing conditions. <laughs> he said, ooh, baby, we're going to eat good tonight. Yeah. <laughs> He's, 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 he's like, oh, fat ass Chris Christie. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's funny. In the last three years, and I'm from that area, I can't remember the last time I heard Chris Christie without fat ass in front of it. I, and yeah. it's messed up. You know, we're not trying to be weightist, but uh, <laughs> I always hear fat ass Chris Christie. I just, it's just how people hate him. People <laughs> do just, hate him. They just can't stand him. So, uh, he's but, a Trump sympathizer, so. Oh, Meant to make another announcement, Brian. This is okay. real important. And, and it's amazing the kind of timing we have on things. This is 19 years of podcast experience That's right. uh, <laughs> coming coming to the fore on this one. Going on now. No, now, last week, our very special guest, of course, was Matthew Goins from mm-hmm. Puzzle Huddle. Yep. Great conversation. Uh, a great podcast. If you didn't listen last week, tune in. It was great. Uh, me and him go years back. He opened up a, a very successful business now. And we got to talk about that and our relationship and how he's kind of seen me grow into this comedian over the years. So it was a great conversation. But do you know, two days after his appearance on the one and only Comedy Zone podcast, he gets picked for the holidays. As one of Oprah Winfrey's favorite things. Holy wow. He Come just on. made he made Oprah Winfrey's favorite things for 2020, two wow. days after being on the Comedy Zone podcast. Get out of town. That's fantastic. Holy wow. Yes. I just I just saw the news yesterday. That's gotta make uh, the business, right? He just he just sent yeah, out a yeah. big blast because he's got to hire so he's got to get a warehouse now. Yeah. Because before oh his house was the warehouse. Yeah. Now he's got to go like get one and he put Holy out this crap. blast. He's got to hire a bunch of people for the holidays yeah. because everything skyrocketed right after this happened. So when he came on the podcast, he knew about it, but he couldn't but tell couldn't us yet it, because yeah. the thing that the thing that he was explaining was that when Oprah does this, they make people not say anything before because what they found was that when they announced that it was one of her favorite things, people oh never God. had the infrastructure to handle the volume. That's crazy. So they give people time to prepare for that and they be oh knowing God. that they're on it. So when he came on here, I just happened to be like, man, you need to come on here and talk about business. We got a great audience. Uh, we go back. <laughs> let's make it happen. Yeah, this we- motherfucker knew the whole time <laughs> <laughs> that he was blessing this podcast uh, uh, because he's one of uh, on Oprah's favorite things for 2020. So just a big, huge shout out. I'm so proud of him. That's um, awesome. I remember the conversations when he started yeah, this journey, cool. talking to him about it and to see what it has become. Uh, I know he's cheered me on the same way in comedy and I cheer him on the same way in his business, which is part of why I had him on. Uh, so Matt, uh, f- as a podcast, we're proud of you. Happy for you. And uh, yeah, Matt Goins, Puzzle Huddle, Oprah Winfrey's 2020 wow. favorite thing. That's amazing. That is fantastic. And, Man, look uh, at that. I don't know, Will, if... If and a loyal was, listener to the podcast. So that's right. I, I admit to New, yeah, was asking me all week. kinds of questions about the background of this. <laughs> like, that's yeah. really cool. But uh, 
I don't know if he told you this, Will, but uh, while we were waiting for you to get on, uh, he told me uh, Ocean Spray just gave him a truck. So I thought that was. <laughs> Man, they just they got a lot of trucks over They're there at Ocean up. Spray, don't they? I need to start playing. <laughs> what song is that? You need to get your TikTok going, buddy. Yeah, I need That's to right. do that shit. Babe, give me some cranberry juice. <laughs> I'm talking to my wife. <sighs> so, uh, I yeah, so uh, I thought Chappelle was good. And then uh, did y'all see yeah. the first sketch with Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima? Yeah, that yes. was pretty good. I've never seen so many people break in the same scene. Yeah. Like yeah. Pete Davidson broke. Dave Chappelle was breaking. And when he, Dave Chappelle had that deep-ass voice. <laughs> yes, Dave, that was awesome. <laughs> Oh my God! He's the Allstate guy, right? Was it? Is it Allstate? Yeah, Allstate uh, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh and, my God! And the line of the sketch for me is when uh, Aunt Jemima goes because you know it's by Rudolph, and now Alec Baldwin's the executive or whoever. Yeah. And uh, she goes, "I just don't understand what I did," you know. And he's like, "Ah, it's not about what you did." Uh, it's about how <laughs> yes. you make us feel about what we did. <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> yes. It is absolutely you are one hundred percent correct. Yeah. That is the that was line my of line of it. Oh my yeah. god, it was great. Good lord! And just conceptually, I'm like they are starting to scale back some of these images. So for SNL to take it and make them people, but was just, and then Pete Davidson comes in with that ridiculous calchacola. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave Chappelle saying the jokes that only black people can say the big thick lips like it's so funny when Chappelle does it and no one else can so it's just fantastic did y'all talk about the election speaking of all this did y'all talk about it at all we talked we, we talked a little bit last week yeah um, yeah when we recorded it we didn't know still got it okay Right. That didn't break till Saturday. So just seems significant. We're talking about that particular sketch and how you know Kamala Harris is this is the one of the most historic sort of moments in in you know in history. Like I saw a, a picture of the 45 other vice presidents and then her. And that yeah. was a powerful uh image. It of, probably looked like the machine broke and just put in any image on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the picture that's in your wallet. You're like, how did that, huh. that, that happen? When you buy it, you know. <laughs> that's how Obama looked. Like, whoops. Yeah, what? right. What was that? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, um, you know, listen, man, at, number one is an attorney. Uh, number two, as another proud graduate of Howard University. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to bring that up, man. I paid brother, you know that yes. uh every alumni i know you can't tell them nothing right now you couldn't yes. tell howard graduates much before <laughs> you really can't tell them now like it, uh, it is I was excited to bring this up man this is exactly why i brought it up and it was the coolest thing because i'm watching on the news and they were interviewing uh some of the aka's because you know kamala harris is an aka sorority yeah and they interviewed her interviewed some of the people that brought her in her big sisters in the sorority at Howard University and they were talking about Kamala as an undergraduate and what she was like as a freshman and you know they uh, could tell they could tell something was special about her but it was just to hear so you know between that and you know I mean Joe Biden I'm a, I'm a PA guy so I grew up on the Biden so it's just like sure. I came in uh, my first day back to work after paternity leave and I said what did it take to take down Trump I said it took a woman from Howard University <laughs> and a man from Pennsylvania. <laughs> the <laughs> double wheel burger. 
good for you, man. It took a wheel with cheese to get this bastard out of here. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, it, that it, is I, fantastic. But it has, you know, for me, man. It, it, I didn't anticipate it feeling like that, but it has felt like a weight's been lifted. I, yeah, it's hard to explain, man. But in my my daily going out and even in my little masked up interactions, it just feels different out there. I. Maybe it's just because, you know, it's the result I was hoping for. Mm. But, uh, yeah, things feel things feel e- a little, I don't know, just less heavy. I would yeah. agree. Like, I I, like you still are at that stage where you're waking up going, what the hell did Donald Trump say? But, yeah. like, we're coming to the tail end of that. Yeah, we just got to hold on it, for six more days. Yeah, so. I saw interviews of, of, of Trump people uh, who were like, it's it is time for change. This was even Trump people. I, again, I was I was the network I was watching was, you know, wasn't exactly pro Trump. So they found these people, but they still were like, yeah, I think it's, you know, that we're relieved that the, you know, the vitriol for the person that they liked and the conflict is immediately going to be less. So yeah. I think there's a lot of people. I mean, he, he's a divisive person. By, by nature and by design and it's hard not to feel some relief that 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 kind of personality isn't going to be there anymore to put it lightly a lot of republicans feel that way yeah you know even though they lost uh you know just to not have your party hijacked by that guy uh you know because i know a lot of even now like you know the result is clear i mean all these lawsuits are frivolous mm-hmm. uh but you've got Mitch McConnell standing up there saying, oh, well, he's got every right to do, go for his legal remedies. And, <laughs> uh, right. But right. He's doing that because of these Georgia runoffs, mm-hmm. because yeah. he still yeah. needs the base stoked and amped up to go out and vote again in Georgia. So that's the big thing now and kind of where yeah. the effort really needs to be focused. So for those listening, man, uh, vote. Uh, they've got some great organizations. I've tweeted out some. I'll tweet out more. Uh, that are doing great work in Georgia on the ground, trying to help, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, that Democrats can can even up the Senate. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, there's two uh, and uh, the one who's that woman that's running down there. Uh, the one that did I'm the entire sure. trading, uh, Laurie Leffler. Oh, Leffler. yes. Yes. Laurie Leffler. That's right. Right. She should have been easy to get rid of. But yeah. she's, you know, but there's a runoff there. And then uh, there's another one. So, uh, yeah, if you if you this is what it comes down to. This is why Mitch McConnell is still not willing to concede anything, because he needs that base rallied up to go out and vote in Georgia because he knows he wants to still continue to head up the Senate. And that will not happen if Georgia doesn't go his way. So everybody listening, if you're tired of seeing him on there, vote either way. Uh, But uh Nah, not right. Don't vote if you vote. <laughs> bitch. No, no. Look, I look. I ain't got to be that. I ain't got to be part uh, bipartisan. Uh, no, don't vote right. for Mitch McConnell. He's I can't stand that guy. This, that that. Let's flip this Senate <laughs> so Joe Biden can uh, can do what he needs to do. That's right. We don't want this Obama situation where you know you've got Mitch McConnell yeah. obstructing every single thing he tried to do. Like yeah. let's let's make it so this man can actually govern. And, Let's and make get it so, out of this mess. So, so Congress at all can govern is what we need. Mm. Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't. I can't happening. even. I can't believe uh, Linzella got reelected in uh, South uh, Carolina. Yeah, no, I, mean, I thought Harrison had that. 
there's two, there's two different countries that are existing at the same time right now. Yeah. Yeah. How that guy got reelected is, is bonkers, man. It is. Democrats are going to have to, I think, you know, because the, the election result is a success in terms of the presidency. Yeah. Didn't have a desired result in Congress, didn't yeah. or in the House and didn't have a desired result in the Senate. Democrats, I think, are. And I wrote a letter about this years ago. I had this thing. My wife always makes fun of me because I wrote a letter to the Democratic Party when I went to become an independent. And I told him why I was leaving. And it meant <laughs> a lot to me. And my wife swears it meant nothing to anyone else. <laughs> but, but I did. And I sent it because the thing that was most disconcerting to me was after this past election, when Donald Trump won, I said I said to myself, OK, we saw how close these margins were and we saw how many folks were disenfranchised through voter suppression. So you don't even have to convince these whole white working class folks to come aboard. Just double down and free up the support you already have. So that has been my blueprint for the Democratic Party for a long time, but no one ever does it. Finally, you get Stacey Abrams, who comes in and Stacey Abrams down in Georgia makes it her number one priority to get felons their voting record, their voting rights back to work on gerrymandered districts to work on, you know, because now they it's a long explanation. But when you hear them say they stripped the Civil Rights Act. You know, they talk mm -hmm. about the Civil Rights Act and they say, oh, they stripped away the Civil Rights Act. What they're talking about is the preclearance condition. And what the preclearance condition was, you had states like Mississippi, Georgia, some of these other places that had such long, extensive histories of racist policies and voting that they had to preclear any changes that they were going to make to voting dates, locations, or anything else with the government. They had to pre-clear it before they could do it because what you'd have is they'd take places that had a whole lot of black folks and they'd move to polling places or they'd make it so they don't give you a, a, a day off or they make it dip so yeah. or they close it on weekends because they know that's when yeah. black people are able to go vote. Yeah, or so, there's one polling place for a thousand miles and yeah. Right, so, so, so with that pre-clearance provision though, they used to have to get approval for that stuff. Well, once the Supreme Court overturned that, they don't anymore. So that's the so that's the battle that Stacey Abrams is fighting down there. And that is the battle the Democrats ought to be fighting all over, the, all, all across this country. Quit investing in these candidates. I mean, you got to put money into a candidate, but really the Democratic Party, because they put a lot of money into Harrison in South Carolina. They put a lot of money in these races that they're losing. OK, they need to yeah. stop that part and put money into programs designed to get people their voting rights well you have the numbers already yeah it, you have it, the numbers it, already and the numbers statistically bear themselves out that if people are able to vote when people turn out to vote the democrats win and that's why the republicans right. fight so hard to to eliminate right. people's ability to vote is because they know if they don't do that they can't win yeah once i saw and and to your point <clears throat> with once we saw these mail-in ballots and stuff once they started talking about the mail in ballots were what was left. I said, oh, well, that's it. Because, yeah, because yeah. that, that, that's how, you know, I knew that those were going to skew heavily towards Biden. So, you know, and that's 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 what's happening. So, you know, I just there's an opportunity here. So hopefully folks uh, can can contribute in any way they can if they're not in Georgia uh, to, to these races, because they are they are critical. They're, they're, they're critical. But Joe Biden being in office alone changes a number of things. You know, yeah, you can get back into some of these climate change agreements, uh, you know, with a stroke of the pen. He can do some things with student loan debt. Um, you know, so we'll see what Joe we'll see what Joe does. He's going to have pressure on him from the hard left to do certain things. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting. But 
as long as the orange guy's out of there, we got something to work with. Damn right. At the very least, it'll be nice to not wake up in the morning and have the first thing on your mind be, you know, worrying about what the guy in the White House did overnight or oh. what he's tweeting about today or whatever. Yeah, only thing you're going to ever worry about now is whether the guy in the White House uh, died overnight. That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You ain't waking up worrying about tweets. It's like, did Joe, yeah. he, he's here? Okay, we good then. We good. <laughs> it's a good day. Joe's here. Yeah. Well, we ain't got to check in on him no more. And that's the point you make it, Brian. We ain't got to check yeah, in on him exactly. after we reach under his nose to see if he's breathing. Yeah. Once we do that with Joe, let him do his thing. Trust right. him to do the job. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but right. uh, I think that is all I have this week. Jason, you missed my story last week about how I jumped in a lake. Uh, <laughs> it's. <sighs> Brian, what can you say about that story? It's it's worth going back and listening. It's it's. I'm, I won't. I'm I'm going to do that. I mean, it's like a 15 minute story, but it's worth. Oh, beautiful. It's, it is. If you want to hear, I don't know. Yeah, you should just listen. To, I'm interested to hear what you think about. It. And and, and, <laughs> yeah, and by the way, it is 100 every word is true. All right. Yeah, because you're not I'll you're not going to believe it is, but it's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good to know. I did not jump in a lake. Well, fellas, uh, I think I think we. We did our thing this week, man. I feel real good about what we put out there today. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, it's good to catch up with you guys. I've been running. Everyone's been doing their thing. So it's nice to see you guys again and shoot the shit. Absolutely, yeah. man. Um, uh, good seeing you guys and Jason. Um, don't do nothing crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> you got to see. Right. Look, it's, brother, it's hard on all of us. Okay. It ain't no reason to go taking nobody out. <laughs> If you uh if you need to get rid of that drifter in your trunk, I got a guy. <laughs> you guys can handle bail. I'll just if you get a text from me, you'll know you'll know what it is. Yeah. Just pull that money together, like I told you, we'll be all right. Perfect. You got, got <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, for myself, uh, Jason Dallas King, Brian Baltashevitz, uh, this has been the Comedy Zone podcast, and we will see y'all next week. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>